Cheers, bro. Boom. Actually, I heard the other day that when you tr- drink with someone, you're supposed to make eye contact. Yeah. When you say cheers. I never do that. It's bad luck if you don't. I pr- yeah, I just heard Look that. Look me recently. in my eye. Not intensely. That's a bit intense. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers, listeners. It's Beer Rap and Band. I'm Beer Rap and Bands. It's good to be back. Mm. Mm, cheers. I'm going to sip this. It's been a hot minute, man. We ain't had English back in the building. Welcome back, brother. It's nice to have you here, man. Mm, I'm liking this. What's this? Carlsberg of Coppen... Copenhagen. We got ourselves a little Carlsberg export right mm. here. It's decent. It's my first time tasting it as well. It's very nice. Carlsberg's mm. not really my thing, but this is nice. This is like... A Danish Carlsberg is what it looks International. Like. John mm. Jensen. Was he Danish? Yeah. Premium beer brewed to Danish standards for perfect balance down to the last drop. Mm. I'm liking it. It's light. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be back. And I'm really... Shit, bruv. What? They've got the fucking... They've got the nutritional information on the bottle. That you spoke about. When do you ever see nutritional information on a, on a bottle of alcohol? I've never really looked, to be honest. Well, it's mad. <laughs> no, because... I've, I've just looked at the name and the percentage and does it taste nice and... Yeah, but we used like Since we started the podcast, we're usually, like, talking a bit about the beers. Yeah, and, yeah, You, know, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. look at the label to kind of see what kind of flavours it's got in there and that. And I've just looked and it's got... They're talking about per 100 millimetres, how much energy is in it, the fat... It's the got f- no fat, or fat of which saturate... Yeah, nothing. The carbs, the sugars, the proteins. Look at this. It says zero grams of fat. I can smash through a few of these. Well, no, I'm not. I'm driving, so I can't smash through too many. 2.7 grams carbs, zero grams of sugars. Excuse me. And 0.4 grams of protein per 100 mils. Tastes nice, man. Tastes very nice. Mm. I'm impressed. Thank you for uh, bringing the beers to me for once. You're welcome, I'm usually bro. bringing the beers, the, the funky beers. <laughs> I bought you a little gift. Oh, talking I'm, about bringing beers. Yeah. What have, we got? what have we got here now? Do you want to ride or die? Are you going to open it now? Should I open it now? You said bringing gifts. If you want to open it now. So basically, I bought you a little something from when I went away to Edinburgh. That's why I wasn't doing episode 44. Big up Ryan and the Don't Be A Dick podcast lot. If you checked out that episode, uh, it's amazing. And big him up. Um, and then episode 45, I wasn't here because I went to Budapest. So big up Jackie and... Uh, is it Quintessential? Yeah, Quintessential. Quintessential podcast, which we featured on back in the day. So big her up, check out her podcast, uh, previous episodes. So I've been away for a minute. And when I was away, I got you a little gift. I got you a little, little something, something. So you can, uh, do you open your, see when you open gifts at Christmas, yeah? Yeah. Do you like, clo- are you giving me that look like you just like, hurry the fuck up, Ben? <laughs> just, just open it up, you can't go on. Just open up, man. You just gave, that look you gave me was like... What look, man? I just looked at you, bro. No, nah, the it. look you gave me was like, hurry the fuck up. I just want to open up the present. No, man, I was just looking in your direction, bro. You had this That's impatient look, man. Like, at Christmas, yeah. do you open the gifts? Close your eyes and open the gifts. I just rip open the, the, the wrapping. Well, me being Billy, no, mate. So I don't really get any gifts for Christmas. <laughs> don't you? Um, I'll get you a gift. Well, in my family, we were... Um, we're generally getting gifts for the youngsters, for the young mm, people, and mm. not doing so much for the adults. We just enjoy each other's company. That's the gift, isn't it? I'll, I'll give you my gift. time. <laughs> my presence <laughs> is a present. Kiss my ass. <laughs> my presence <laughs> is a gift because I'm a rapper. Oh, yeah, I like that. Ex-rapper like used to be. But um, yeah, no, when I'm getting a present, I kind of like to appreciate the packaging first and then yeah. I unwrap it and yeah. then appreciate the present. And Yeah, because... 
at Andrea's family, my wife's family, yeah, yeah. They, they just go hell for leather. Like, they just all open their gifts and go... Tasmanian devil. Tasmanian devil. <laughs> and all, all the wrapping paper goes in the air and every presents is great, great. But my family, like on my mum's side, it was like, in a circle, everyone had to open their present one at a time and open it and appreciate it. And then people, like my granddad used to take pictures and my mum still does it, takes photos of like, you have your present and they're proper drawn out. <laughs> so you could have like five, six presents there. Yeah. And it's like, right, you go around. Now it gets a bit quicker, but it used to be like slow, open it up, appreciate the gift. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it was a proper experience for... I think if you do it like that, everyone's going to um, gonna remember the moment a bit more. Definitely, man. Definitely. That's why I take take time opening the gifts. But yeah, anyway, open mm. it away, man. Well, open I think away. we're definitely going to remember it now. It's been about half an hour <laughs> talking about me opening the bloody gift. Look at the but technique. I'll take a picture in it. Do you want to take a picture for the podcast? <laughs> yeah, go on, actually, go on. This is like a family tradition for you, yeah. isn't it? So well, yeah, go yeah, on. Your, your family, man. Go on, yeah, here we go. Look, cheesy grin. I'm taking a picture for the podcast. It's, <laughs> it's episode 46. <laughs> it's episode 46. May the fourth be with you. Some May Star Wars. Be some Star Wars geeky shit. I don't think we've got a player yet, but we're just going to go for it. Open the ting, man. Come no, on. I like the packaging. It says, oh, shut up, man. That's just <laughs> for you. Let's celebrate. Cheers. Hooray. We've we got loads of these. Uh... Boom. What is this? Boom. It looks like a bottle of beer. <laughs> Correct. How original. What type of beer, no, I'm though? Joking. This you looks need, nice, you need to read it, man. So this has come from the Edinburgh Beer Factory. Mm. Untitled IPA. Brewed in Edinburgh. I like that. This is local produce right here we like to support locals and the artwork as well which is important which is why i bought okay a the artwork it looks trippy man it looks like someone just popped some lsd and their, their whole world just descended into psychedelics funny you should say that read read the back man read the back about the um because i went to an exhibition mm. to do with andy warhol and this guy why does it say local hero and ah see uh, eduardo, eduardo paolozzi the local hero inventor of pop art Born down the road in life. Is that how you say it? Leaf. Leaf. It's um, a beautiful part of Scotland. So apparently their beers are a tribute to this great Scot, Eduardo Paolozzi. He sounds bloody Scottish, doesn't he? No, he wasn't. I think he's Italian or something and he moved there. Uh, and it's quite a sad story because his dad and brother and other uncle got uh, got arrested for some sort of... Um, uh, nationalist thing and then they died on their way to being shipped to Canada or something like that mm. uh, and he was at this pop exhibition pop art exhibition so I went to this museum sorry gal uh, exhibition and it had Andy Warhol stuff and it had his stuff and his stuff was interesting but when I went to buy some beers for the journey back and to get you some gifts mm. these bottles were there and there was loads of different stouts and this one and I, mm. and the artwork's cool and I, it's a little gift but that oh, isn't thanks, the, thank, hey, that's not the main gift Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe we can uh, bust this open in a bit. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> That's what I the beer. <laughs> bust that open in a little. Let me and see you bust it also open. We this have... is the main gift because I know oh. you. Oh, wait, let me take the price. Is the price on? Yeah, the price tag no, is not, on it. No, no, no. $4.99. Bait. It's too late. <laughs> So that's the cost of your prize, uh, present that you got me that <laughs> oh, I broke. So this is tip for tat, yeah? Yeah, no. <laughs> but I got you, yeah, go on. <laughs> um, so what we have here is a, is a, a bottle of Scotch whiskey sauce. Mm. I can't say I've ever heard of that before. That's what I'm saying. Made with pride and passion. That's what I'm saying. The Whiskey Sauce Company. Yeah. 12% Scotch whiskey, mm. and it's a rich-flavoured, savoury whiskey sauce made with pride and passion. Made with Scottish pride and passion. Scottish. I like the accent. Scottish. Eat me with meat, cheese, chicken, haggis, fish, sushi, pies. Hey, the list goes on. You can eat this. It's a versatile sauce. 
Wow. Bruv, thank you, man. I'm going to check this out. So it looks brown. It, I kind of get the feeling it's going to taste a bit like a Jack Daniels sauce where it's like a barbecue sauce with Jack Daniels whiskey. Yeah, it's quite thin. I'm Jack hoping it's not, too, it's not too thick when I got it. And I think okay. it, you can use it as a sauce or a marinade. But just, just play with it. And I know you're chef. Plus, you like cooking. And it's, yeah, it's a gift from... No, this is dope, man. Thank you, man. I'm going to enjoy this. Big Love, up, bro. Big up, big up, big yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I like the little touch on there where they said, real men recycle. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's on this recycling thing. Everything's on this Captain Planet thing. Nah, it's good, man. We've got to look after our planet, haven't we? It's our yeah. environment, man. Oh, talking about that, I know we weren't going to talk about music, but I did oh. see some cheesy... Uh, we're going to talk about music, hopefully, listening on another episode that we bring to you later on in the week. Yeah, man. Uh, but there was this really cheesy little dicky song about saving the planet. And it had about 50 recorded artists on it. And it was just the worst song he, I've he ever heard. He makes some of them cheesiest <clears throat> records you've ever heard in I your like life. I like him. I think he's a, an amazing, like he's a really good rapper. And he's a funny character type of guy. But this record was like, we need the earth. We love the earth. The earth is good. And it had like oh, Ariana Grande. So it was fucking shocking. Anyway, those are the gifts. And also I wanted to say thank you for putting the work in while I was away. And providing the two episodes. And just, you know, we continue to... Give our flowers to our friends while we can smell them and big them up. Why are you starting to sound like Lil Dicky with this corny shit? No, it's not. It's, <laughs> nah, fuck you then, innit? The podcast was shit without me. I'm only joking. Oh, man, that video as well, man. Like walking down the street and a couple of kids on their skateboards start cussing him out. Oh, yeah. And then the song starts. And, uh, he's just so cool. He's a corny guy, man. But he's got skills, though. To be fair, skills. he did shut down wireless when I went a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, the so. guy can rap. The guy can rap. But um, yeah, how you been anyway? All right? Since I've seen you. I've been busy, bruv. I've been doing a lot. And um, I've got um, a pretty good sense of accomplishment right now. You know when you have a busy week, you get a lot of stuff done. And you feel like, yeah, I'm making shit happen. I'm getting shit done. So it feels good. Although I'm a bit knackered. But I'd always say, better busy than bored. That's like my motto. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. I don't like to be bored. Although you say boring people get bored. You should never be bored or get bored. Kendrick Lamar said, get some ambition. Why are you bored? So if you're ever bored, maybe it just means you're not ambitious enough. That's it. You need to set some targets, set some goals. Like that Wale song, Ambition. It's a good record. They're going to love me for my ambition. ambition. I thought that was a Rick Ross record. Uh, it's on the Wale album called... It um, is Wale, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, no, Is yeah. Rick Ross featured on it? Yeah, I'm a Wale fan, so, you know, I, I listen to that Okay, shit. okay. Um, Why do you like Wale so much? Uh, he's a good lyricist, um, makes good songs, he's different. Mm. Uh, says some really good metaphors that goes over his head. I know a lot of people don't think he does, he's just average or he's just not particularly good at one thing, but I really like him, man. I really like his... And he's from, he's just different and he's, you know, mm. says something. Top three selected? Oh. Uh, is <laughs> my... I really like him, but I don't really like yeah, him Yeah, I think much. he's in my top five. I think he's in my top five. Wow, that's yeah, dope. Yeah, 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 man. Top he's five. good, he's good. He's in my top, I'd say he's in my top five. I listen to some songs that resonate forever and, and, and mm. albums. He's up there. He's up there. I've uh, got to return the question to you, bro. You asked me what I've been up to, how I am and that. How about yourself, man? You didn't tell us a bit about... Your holidays, you just said you went there, but you haven't expanded and told us like what you've been doing there. Yeah, like, so, so we Edinburgh. went to Edinburgh, it was amazing. Went to a wedding and um, went with the family, so not just not just the wife. Went up there and then we checked out the castle and Arthur's seat, which is this massive 
mount a hill volcano type thing. It's not sort of not an active volcano, obviously, but you climb up. There's like 250 meters um, up, really steep. And you can see the whole of Scot. Well, not the whole of Scotland, but a lot of fucking. You can see for miles and miles and miles. That is wicked. Sightseeing. Went out Glasgow. Uh, went to exhibitions and then I went to a stag do in Budapest so if you've not been to Budapest I definitely recommend it it's one of the best cities to go to in Europe wow yeah very cheap lots of culture lots of good architecture and mm. the baths good uh, went to a rave went to some club that went on to all the early hours went to the ruin bars they turn all these old factories and buildings into cool trendy bars and restaurants I think you said it was another stag that, Yeah, it was well. Ryan, my um, friend from school. We got Ryan mm. and big up his lovely partner, Ashley. So congrats, guys. Yeah, and they're looking to get, well, they're not looking to, they are getting married. They're definitely getting, I hope they get married. Just went to fucking Budapest, spent all that money. So <laughs> <laughs> somebody better get married. <laughs> better work out. Yeah. Um, so I know it was good, man, but I was just being mashed. So trying to take it easy. I'm surprised you lot didn't mess Ryan up. Because no, we was... messed you up a bit on your stag dude. Yeah. No, I was one of the last men standing. Bro, you was messed up. I was one of the last. <laughs> I was one of the last guys standing. Though. I was. I was. I was. We calm. had a good time, but yeah, you definitely got messed up. But we didn't dress but him you're, up. You're supposed to be mash up on your stag, do it. Yeah, yeah, but not silly. You're meant to for a stag. You're meant to keep the stag going for as long as possible, and to make sure that he has a good time and mm. that. Give him some Red Bull. Give him something, or just pace it with water. Give him then, a coffee. Yeah, and then uh, make sure you don't get too mashed, so then it's not an early night and you ain't got a babysitting. Basically, you don't want to be babysitting anyone on a stag do. Keep them going. Make sure they have fun. Don't put them in any sticky positions or sticky predicaments. Uh, we didn't dress him up, so it was quite calm in that respect. I know you lot dressed me up, but... Um, you loved it. Yeah, I'll dress up. I ain't got nothing nothing wrong with being dressed up. Like, nothing's banter, innit? That was hilarious because the weather was good and everything. And uh, I think people were just in a good mood in the city when we was out there in Berlin. Yeah, Berlin's a great city, so. but but Hungary, Budapest is, is cool. Uh, real worth checking out. So yeah, now I'm back, back in back in London. So wherever you're listening to, just know the London boy's back. The boys are back in town. Guess who's Bizak? Okay, they're yeah. going into that chamber there. Talk to me, man. So, yeah, um, we're going to start with some sad news, though. Um, I know it was May the 4th. It's like a Star Wars theme. But you just told me um, Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew from Star Wars died at the age of... Was it 74? It's really sad. He's one of my... Um, Chewbacca is a great character. Great mm. character for Star Wars. Great mm. character in TV. At TV, film. So it's a sad, sad news that this actor died leaving his family behind, family and friends. I don't really know too much about Peter Mayhew. Neither do I, to be honest with you. I just know that, you know, he's the guy that played Chewbacca. And Chewbacca is, like, even outside of Star Wars, Chewbacca is quite recognisable as a pop culture icon. Well, yeah, it says he was on guest appearance on The Muppet Show and Glee. Mm. uh, And he... Uh, but yeah, I mean, Star Wars, what's your view on Star Wars? Because I know you're into Avengers and Endgame and Marvel and whatnot. Was you a big Star Wars fan? I'm quite into sci-fi stuff. So yeah, Star Wars is, it's got to be one of the biggest sci-fi franchises, if not the biggest Star Wars. Do you think they've done too much? Do you think they've done too much now, like dropping all these new films and like just, just getting a bit too oversaturated? See, I'm not a purist in that way. I enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed the um, 
They did the little animated series as well. I thought the the Star Wars cartoons were amazing. They were really good. Mm. Um, and um, even the games, the video games they've got, the EA video games, okay. uh, Star Wars Battlefront, sick. Yeah. And then the Lego Star Wars games were good as well. Like so, anything Can't usually that is attached to Star Wars is pretty damn good. Do you remember the Ewok sort of spin-off films and then mm. uh, the cartoons as well, like you were saying, of our childhood? They were dope. Uh, one of my favourite films ever is a, a a play on Star Wars, <clears throat> a parody called Spaceballs with John Candy. That was hilarious. It's one of my favourite films of all time. I kind of feel like that's where uh, the Guardians and the Galaxy and the Star Lord comes from, that whole Spaceballs kind of... Parody, taking a mitt, yeah, taking a piss. yeah. So yeah, um, favorite Star Wars character? I was gonna ask you that, you know. Was ya? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be Darth Vader in it or Boba Fett, Langman Assassin. I'm going with Boba Fett. You going Boba Fett? Straight up. The toy down. of Boba Fett growing up was pretty. It was pretty cool. Hmm. And he had the he had the mask. I'd say, I'd say Ewok, Boba Fett, Yoda, Darth Vader, Skeng Lord. Oh, that's a that's a top three right there. That's I'm a gonna four. Go... I snuck in a cheeky fourth one, but. I'm going to go, um, I'm just going to put John Boyega's character in there because John Boyega's are done. Um, so John Boyega, uh, Boba Fett, and also Luke, man. you got to love Luke Skywalker, man. Anakin. Young he's, Anakin. He's a dope character still. Yeah, well, no, that's Darth yeah, Vader, in it? That's Darth Vader's Anakin. I so. mean, Anakin was a dope character as well, though. Before, Because you can kind of separate the two, innit? Young Anakin versus the old Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Anakin's a very complicated character because he's a good dude, but he's a troubled guy. So, yeah, he's got to be in there. Yeah, you know what? Screw John Boyega, man. Anakin goes in the top three. Now, you got a rep for the London lot. He's done He's done bits. No, nah, he, nah, he's a Don still, but like in, in the Star Wars universe, his character is a bit pants, really, isn't it? He's just some shook flipping soldier that deserted. <laughs> Left the squad... Went on the run Done his thing, man. and became a rebel. But he's not even like a, a top boy, legendary rebel. He's just like a rebel, isn't it? Rebel without a pause. But interestingly enough, defected from one side to the other. That's the interesting thing about his character. Still. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, RIP to Peter Mayhew uh, with Chewbacca. And also sad, sad news. Uh, one of our favourite directors died uh, just the other day, John Singleton. R.I.P. John Singleton. At the age of 51, had a stroke. I'm really, this is really sad news. Someone who's brought us classics, you know, so many great films. And also produced and directed loads of uh, programs for TV. Mm. So, so 51's a young age, man. It's a fucking... It kind of makes you a bit worried, doesn't it? Because when you hear these kind of things, R.I.P. to um, Peter Mayhew and John Singleton. But when you hear these kind of things, you can't help but comparing it to yourself when you get older in life because you kind of think man you know i can do all the exercise in the world i can eat healthy yeah and you never know like you can still end up dying young um it's it's weird because we like death is like a recurring theme in our episodes man but i think but death is a part of life yeah i think we just kind of got you know you need one you need one try and live each day man try and live each day positively They, they coincide they coincide um obviously John Singleton brought us films like Boys in the Hood, um, Four Brothers, Baby uh, Baby Boy, Poetic Justice. 
Four Brothers was a massive yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baby Boy, he he was the producer of Baby Boy. Did you mm. see that with uh, Tyrese? Yeah, yeah, everyone's seen that, I think. Well, not everyone. Maybe not everyone. If you haven't, if you seen, haven't it, seen it, go and see it. That is a huge movie. But the standout's got, well, and standout's got to be uh, Boys in the Hood, surely. Yeah, I mean, that's his um, most notable production, I suppose. Showing life in the West Coast. Wasn't he about, he, I think he was about 23 when he made that movie? He was super young, yeah, yeah, super, super young. He was the writer of Boys in the Hood. Sad. And the director. Sad news, man. Amazing. Sad news. But Amazing. we usually start off with the sad news of the podcast just to get it out of the way and then we crack on with the everything else. So, Did you know he was involved in that Snowfall TV show as well? Yeah, I did. Although I didn't give it much time because I started to watch it and I didn't, I didn't fuck with it too much. And then I need to go back to it because, yeah, not great. Well, no, it was good, but I just didn't fuck with it. I need to go it's back to it. It's supposed to be loosely based on the life of the real Rick Ross for, uh, Freeway. Ah, he's got a great story to tell. Yeah, that was his story, man, in a TV show. But, you know, I remember seeing some video on Vlad TV or something where he was talking about not being involved. Like, they offered him, they tried to get him involved. But it was after they already started the production. Yeah. So he got a bit pissed about it and he was like, nah. I'm not getting involved now. You should have got me involved from the start. So probably the money weren't big enough. The check weren't big enough. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. But uh, yeah, um, there you go, yeah. man. Uh, R.I.P. John Singleton, an absolute legend, man. Sad miss. You gotta live life, make the most of it. He did too fast, too furious. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He brought us too fast, too furious. Did he direct it? Yeah, but that that film don't compare to flipping Boys in the Head or Four Brothers or no. But he directed the first two Fast Two Furious movies, okay, and that went on to become one of the biggest movie franchises in Hollywood. Like right now, we've got the um, is it Hobbs and Shaw, which is like a spin off from Two Fast and Furious, Two Furious. Okay. So that's probably going to be the biggest action movie of twenty nineteen when that drops. In that's, Avengers, didn't that's going to have this Endgame clear um. The box office. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest box. I think it made a billion in and, the box office. And m- most people would have watched it and I don't care about the spoilers too tough, but was you happy with it? Like, do you think it warranted like the, the big, the big cleanup at the, uh, making all the money and all the hype? Definitely. You happy with it? Bro, you know, I'm a Marvel fan. I do know. That's why I'm asking you. Girl. I'm, I'm not the not guy. Fan. I'm not the guy. I'm just saying, you know, I'm a Marvel fan. Like I loved the movie. I thought it was great because we're talking, there's about 22 Marvel movies. So by the time you get to Endgame, there's so much, so much of a rich history. Mm. There's so many plots, subplots, characters, everyone with their own motivations. You you couldn't just do like a, a quick 60 minute movie or a quick 90 minute movie. Can I just YouTube it and see like condensed into two, three minutes while I'm on the toilet? A quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people did for Game of Thrones. I can't lie. That's what I did for a catch up because it had been so long for Game of Thrones. Uh, just before I got back into the latest season um, of which three seasons, three episodes have been on. It was just a quick recap, quick like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. I forgot that. So there's probably some fast talking American on YouTube that do a, re- a recap. And then the start of the uh, the first movie, the first Iron Man movie. Uh, is Iron Man the first one you need to watch? Um, I don't you know the to, order. You, uh, you need to watch everything. I don't know the exact no, order. The order. Off the top right, of my right, head. Right, yeah, yeah. I ain't a fanboy like that. But, you know, I think it's a good idea to watch all of the movies before in order 
before Avengers to get everything because there'll be certain things in the movie that you probably wouldn't get. Yeah. But you can still enjoy the movie. It's still a great movie. Yeah, it looked good. I started to stream it, mm. but then I was what I was saying earlier, I, was, I started to stream it and I wasn't doing it justice. So I'm going to go cinema and I might have to just go cinema on my own and bite the bullet. There's nothing wrong with that. I did that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's calm. I did um, an 11 a.m. showing for the first time in my life. I went to watch a movie in the morning. 11 a.m.? Yeah. Was it sunny outside or was it raining or cold outside? Because I feel that if it's really nice weather, mm. it, you, you're not doing yourself justice if you go cinema when the weather is really nice. Since them type of things. It should be outside. Yeah, yeah the weather's got to be like pretty shit. I mean, it was okay. It was, it was a decent day. It wasn't, I can't say it was an amazing day. It was decent. But um, <laughs> there are people in the park playing and like, hey, Kala, hey, Cal, come to the park, come play. And you're like, no, I'm going to go cinema on my own and sit in the dark for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it was an interesting experience because I'd never seen what the cinema looks like at that time. And it was like, it was a family affair. No, no, I was just seeing if the thing was okay, but yeah, yeah, I just been... Everything blessed. He's just being a bit funny. Yeah, a bit, bit of a funny guy. You're going to kick the bloody power cord out of the laptop. That's what you've done. I didn't kick nothing. Oh. Bomber clad clumsy you. Should I put it back in? Pause. Pause. Whoa. That is hella pause worthy. Halal it. Halal it. As we're just checking this. Um... Yeah, so game. Oh, you not been watching Game of Thrones? Oh, you don't even watch Game of Thrones. No, nah, go on. Tell me what you think of uh, what have you? Is it like the whole season's come out like on Netflix when the whole season's out? Nah, he's got to drip feed it, man. If we spoke drip, about drip. this, yeah, you got to drip. The <laughs> Came episode. through dripping, drip, drip, drip Came too hard. Dripping. <laughs> <laughs> drip, drip, drip it out. <laughs> One episode at a time, yeah. just to let people digest and talk about it. Mm. That's what works well. Uh, when the episode finished, I'd, I had to ring people and I had to send voice notes just to speak to someone and be like, oh my fucking God, did you see this? Did you watch what happened? And it was this ridiculous battle, man. Probably like how Avengers had some big fight scene and everyone was going left, right and centre. Whoa, that was an aggressive uh, bust the bottle. Aggressive fighting. This battle for Winterfeld and the castle and between the White Walkers and the the undead and the unsullied and the... The undead. Are they like zombies or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. The undead. They're dead. What is... Uh, you cannot kill what is already dead. So yeah, the last... The fight scene was amazing. There was one or two little bits that were a bit... One or two scenes that was a bit disappointing. Um, with the Night King. The main baddie. How he got murked off, but... That is a hell of a spoiler. They would have seen it. How do you know? <laughs> oh yeah, someone shit. out there. Spoiler! Like, ah, fucking favorite. I'm never listening to them again. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't get murked. He didn't get killed. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got, he got killed. <laughs> but I'm not going to say who by whom, so I won't spoil it in that respect. Um, was it was it predictable? Could they have seen that he was gonna get murdered? No, like, no, the no. way he was living his how life. How this person running up on people? How, how this person? And I'm using like I'm not even using which uh, which pronoun, but how this person came through and caught him, caught him slipping. So obviously he came through dripping and caught man slipping. Yeah? Jeez, <laughs> slipping the clipping like he was pipping. Did in the middle of did a little. Did you ever used to be able to say that? Yeah. 
I just, I just said it now. No, go on. You went. No, I said dead in the middle of little, literally, little. Do we know that we riddle to middle, middle, diddle, do diddly? Then in the middle of little, literally, little. Do we know every little middle man didn't do diddly? That's it, innit? I'm gonna Google that now. Dead in the middle. No, they're in the middle of little Italy. Dead in the middle of little Italy. Little did we know that we riddled to middlemen who didn't do diddly. Jeez. Diddly squat. They didn't do anything. Here we go. I'm gonna Google it. We were in little Italy. Something was going down. Little did we know that there was some middlemen that we had employed to get involved in the fracas. (laughs) Although. You they didn't do anything. You don't even need to break the lyrics down to me. I know this is like one of my favourite records between him and, him and Fat Joe. And Shout out to Big Pun, man. Rest in peace. Imagine if that, Pun was... That, oh, if he was still alive. I think they rocked that beat better than Snoop and, and Dr. Ooh, Dre. that's controversial, I think man. that version is much better. That's controversial. Much better. Creep much better. with me as we cruise in the beamer. All the kids in the ghetto come with Don Cartagena. You know what? I don't need to play that. You know, I need to play that. Um, but then I don't know. I did feel like the Snoop and Dre one was a classic, but then when Pun and Joe went on it, I was like, "Nah, they're not gonna go over this beat." I remember hearing it for the first time, thinking they didn't take it there, did they? Why would they? And then they smashed it, and it was like, Pfft. "Can't say nothing, really." Oh, they they absolutely it. destroyed it. Bodied it. Um, I'm still trying to find the lyrics, but yeah, I take your, uh, I take your way. The way you articulated Pun's verse was, um, was amazing. Pun, bruv, if Pun was still alive, I, yeah. I could have bought it on vinyl, man. I should have caught that. that certain thing. things, like, I feel like if certain rappers didn't die, hip-hop would be totally different today. Do you think so? Like, I don't think these new wave rappers would be able to be so popular. Because you know, like, when Kendrick Lamar came out, he kind of changed, because he rose to prominence, he kind of changed the landscape of rap. And then you ended up with loads of Kendrick clones, loads of rappers that wanted to rap like Kendrick. Mm. So when you look around, there's loads of rappers doing the Kendrick Lamar style songs now. Yeah. Um, so imagine if Big L was still around, Big Pun was still around, loads of technically gifted rappers. Um, it, it, and they were the popular ones that rose to prominence. Then there would have been more rappers coming up like them. That would have been the popular way to rap. Yeah. Rap would have been totally different. Maybe you wouldn't even have the auto tune so popular, so prevalent in rap music like it is today. I'd like to think not, but people are always going to find the lane to do a new thing. And real rap, well, I say real rap, that's such a funny term, isn't it? Like real rap, like it's all rap music, isn't it? But rap music that has lyrical skill and makes you think, which is hopefully what you want to listen to as you get older, uh, is there. You said it right, didn't it? Dead in the middle of little, 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 did we know that we riddled two middlemen who didn't do diddly? That's what you said, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, fucking A1. Now I know. That's going to be like the best thing to do at a hip-hop karaoke. If you can smash that hip-hop karaoke, shut down. Do you like it? Mm. Have you drunk it all? You didn't even say me then. No, I just took a mouthful of this untitled IPA from Edinburgh. Try it. It's very hoppy. You say that about all the beers we drink. <laughs> no, because like a lot of the, a lot of the, like, I think the hops have a particular kind of taste and not every beer has mm. that hoppy kind of taste. But some of the beers, like... I couldn't sky it. I had to put my bottom lip on it. But oh, Sorry, man. But there was one, there was one, there was one you got me, it was a stout and it tasted like... Was um, it the coffee stout or the chocolate stout? I think it was the Dark Ambition one. Oh, yeah. Dark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't even MC name. We got, MC we Dark got Ambition. English, aka Ben Dot, aka Ben. We got Cal Series, aka Dark Ambition. That sounds like a, a stripper's name, like um, 
Chocolate City dancer. Dark they ambition. The... Oh, Porn just imagine name. like a big wang just dancing in front of the chicks. Ah! Ladies and gentlemen, introducing your stripper for the evening, Dark Ambition. Swinging it like an elephant. Oh, he knock, knock, <laughs> knocking over everyone's drink on the table and shit. Glass shattering on the floor. Girls running for their life. Old white women. Ah! No, the, oh old, the old white women love it, innit? No, they love it. <laughs> they want to try a bit of dark ambition. You can't. Put it in my face. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl, look. Grease. me, man. I, I missed you, bro. I missed doing the podcast, man. Episode 46. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that thing, Dancing Bear? <laughs> no, I don't I think so. I swear it's a setup. Like, it's like a room full of thirsty thoughts, yeah? And Fariana, there's, and there's like a male Fariana. stripper that just kind of, yeah, pure Fotiana's in the venue. And there's a male stripper that comes out here yeah, dancing. Can you be a Fotiana as, and a, they all, as a... they all start brainsing him off, fam. No, that, that's fake. I'll tell you how I know, yeah, because this, yeah, this is the porn talk, innit? Yeah. But can you be a Fotiana if you're like an auntie or like a, like an older woman, do you think? Or is that more of a young girl's... Can you be a Fotiana? Fotiana. <laughs> oh my God. He's on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Dark ambition. He's 30 for 30. Um, fot, you know what fot means, innit? That, Slag. That hoe over there. Yeah. Yeah. So a Fotiana. But that song has kind That song Fotiana has kind of... Blueface. Yeah, it's kind of... I don't know. It's taken a life. It's, ta- of it's, it's taken the negative stigmatism away from being a thought. I think in America. Bust it down, Thuddyana. Yeah, because they like, but that's all them sexual, like, infused songs of like, shake your ass and. Um... I think it's taken the sting off of being called a thought. I think if you call someone a thought now, or if you say, hey, Thuddyana, they might not be as offended. Do you as think, if you do you just think someone would. A thought, like, do you think before some, that song. Do you think someone would call their child Thuddyana? <laughs> Fadisha. Bye, Felicia. Sorry, there's a lot of, lot of bubbles in my mouth right now. Pause. Whoa. A lot of bubbles in this beer. Oh, that's not a pause, though. You can have bubbles in your mouth, unless you're like Michael Jackson's pet. Pause. <laughs> Do you think his pet He's on fire. <laughs> he's 0 for 6. He's shooting brick after brick air ball. Wah, wah, wah. He's getting booed by the local crowd. Oh, um, where was we talking about? Anyway, Fotiana. Yo. Uh... The dancing bear was set up by a porn thing, so it was. I think the guy that does bang, um, bang bros, the guy that did bang bros and bang bus, he basically, um, oh, he gave some interview. He was talking about having a party and 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 having a porn star bloke who didn't mind doing all that and having some porn star girls in the party, um, and they were going to be the ones that were giving giving head and 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 having sex with the the guy with the with the bear mask on and then the other girls that were having their uh batch, bachelorette or hen party mm. were like getting involved and being greasy as well so it was, it was sort of like yeah bro i remember the first time i saw it it blew it's my all, mind it's all, it's all staged and it then was some amazing girls... it looks staged because it's like it's almost like everyone's fantasy everyone in the room like for the ladies they're out like on a hen party that and there's some <clears> sexy <throat> guy and you know and he's letting them do whatever they want to him and for the guy, it's like, wow, there's a room full of women. Just wanting to brain And a lot of them off. are sexy. Yeah, and but it's yeah, too good to and be true. Just, it's like and they're bang all bus. giving him brains. Yeah, it's it's like, nuts. It's, it's BS. It's like bang bus. Like you just, the story, the narrative is like, you just pick up a chick on the side of a road who's just up for just doing everything. And then you just 
finish in her face and drop her by the street and just drive off. Like, can, can, I, can I tell you something about that? No, you can't tell me anything about that. Tell me what you want, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to tell me. How can I be? Someone. Excuse me. Whoa, gas, wow, man. This, wow, this, gas. Is, this is lethal. It's the lethal. It's the Scottish, the Scottish brew. It's the Highlander. Whew, there can be only one. Um, <laughs> so basically, someone we both know yeah. was on a holiday in Miami. Yeah. On the beach, Miami Beach. Obviously, you know when you're going to the beach, you've got to get the beach bod. Man was looking decent. And someone, yeah, go on. And, they, and the Bang Brothers hollered at him to, to appear in a scene. And did he I might have mentioned it before, but basically, from that experience of my guy telling me that, who's got no reason to make up a story in it, um, and he declined it as well because obviously he had a girlfriend so he was like wow that's a lot and even if he didn't have a girlfriend it was one of them ones where he's not a sort of like social media guy got his yeah, face yeah, up yeah, everywhere yeah. and, it, like, and he's like ma porn, I can't really have my face in a you, yeah. know, you know what I mean once you do like porn that, that's, that's it like once you've done a, a porn scene or something it'll be pretty much on there forever but Bang Bros I was a big fan of that as like but what I wanted to say was yeah. from that experience like, it seems like it's it may not be as real as they say as as the scenes look in Bang Bros, but it is real people. Like if they're approaching people on the beach, like those actors are not actual porn actors. They're just real everyday people. You see what I'm saying? Obviously, some of the mandem are probably like some of the mandem are, but some of the yeah, some of the guys though. But like they're really they're really out there recruiting. I know some female porn star did it when she was just going around saying. Um, yeah, do you want to uh, let's do this thing? And some guys would be like, yeah, and then they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't proceed because it's one thing to be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I can do this thing. I'll be, I'll be a porn star, like looking at yourself in the mirror when you're mm. beating. And thing is, that kind of thing changed my perception on it, like because I could, I think a lot of people probably think if you're an, a sex worker, you're a disgusting human being. You're like lowest of the low. You ain't got no morals, no standards, all this type of shit. Yeah, but. Say you're broke, like say you're struggling to pay your rent, and then you you just you're out, you're clearing your head, you 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 know what I mean. You're just trying to get some fresh air. You don't know how you're gonna pay the rent, and then someone approaches you and says, "Hey, I like the way you look. If you come and appear in a thirty-minute movie, I'll give you five grand." You're just gonna be like, "Wow!" Is that the game, right? Five grand for thirty. No, but if it was that. <clears throat> Yeah, you know what I mean? It would jumping it, at that, bruv. You'd be like, you would be stupid to actually turn that down, wouldn't you? You'd be like, because you're struggling, and there's nothing else you can do to pay your rent right now. Do you know what I mean? So now, well, okay. that's how they get some people trapped in like there's a deep underworld to some things. Well, it's like okay, now let's say like if you're not struggling and you're not, you're not, you don't have to pay your rent. Yeah, but you, that money's still on the table. It's like, come on, like. But then everyone's got a price. It's like that indecent proposal film of like where the millionaire. Offers him uh, Woody Harrison a million to Robert Redford offers Woody Harrison a million to sleep with his wife or his partner. Uh, is it Demi Moore in it? I think. And then I'm in an Aryan, and in the end, they take it. They take the money, and he basically just gives off his missus to the night, and she gets chopped by the millionaire. That's a great film. It's a great. It's a dark film, though, man. Greeks. A Millie. Demi Moore though. Demi whore. <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon she's still looking hot? Probably. Mill. Probably. I wouldn't shot for a mill. You mad? No money. You think like anyone could do that to my wife? And for a meal? Bro, I know you're on this cuckold thing. Don't try it, man. Yeah, what is, what is a cuckold? Definitely want a big, a powerful black man with a big dick to ram at your fucking wife and you're going to watch that shit. You fucking cunt. That's <laughs> dark ambition. You have no ambition. <laughs> mind what you're saying, cuz. 
Oh, oh, man's about to slam me up, where? Sorry, 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 no disrespect. No disrespect. Like, like, definitely. Is that what cuckolding is? Cuckolding. Um, I think a cuckold. Where you watch man. Watching man smashing your missus. Drees. Drees. I said drees. I meant to say, like, jeez or drill. Drill. Get this drill. Fingers yet. With the drill mask, innit? This way, that way. Drill your missus. With the Cass's dead mask. The thing is, yeah, I used to actually think, now that's a bit weird. Like, how are you going to watch someone smashing in your missus? But think about it like this. What's the difference with watching sex in real life versus watching sex on a, on a laptop? Or, no, I could or, watch or sex on in TV. real life. You can watch sex in real life, but not someone who you love and care about. If you didn't really love or care about it like that, and you, you could watch her getting absolutely, like, smashed in or getting a, you know, you'd be watching it and, and have some sort of sexual fantasy. Just go for it whatever floats your boat like we spoke about a few episodes ago about sexually whatever you want to do mm. but in terms of that that is a whole different realm wait, wait. maybe watching maybe watching like your, like your girl with another girl that's alright that might be acceptable but watching a man pipe down your missus what is going on wait I'm trying what to, is going what, what part of the game I'm is try, that I'm trying to understand <laughs> I'm trying to understand I'm trying to free myself of all judgement and I'm trying to say, you know what? If you're on this cuckold thing, it's cool, man. It's cool with me, man. I don't mind. Do your thing. Yeah, do your thing, but... It's calm. Oh. Talking to drillers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that mask is ill as well. That's uh, Morrissey, isn't it? Morrison. I don't know what that is. He's a goon, mate. He's a goon bag. Yeah, man. big up. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, Keeping it moving. You didn't see this, but I was talking about the uh, Jay-Z concert. So Jay-Z played a concert of just B-sides. And I was going to ask you, do you think there is such a thing as the B-side in music nowadays? Like, is, is it still a thing? Well, B-side comes from the culture of music when we used to have vinyl releases, right? And it yes. was like an A-side or you'd get a double A-side or you get an A-side and a B-side. So traditionally, the A-side is the main single, the main event. And the B-side is kind of like the pre preliminary fight, you know, the mm. undercard. Would you play, well, saying that though, but what would you play first? You'd always play the A-side first, wouldn't you? Unless you was a proper, like, stand and you'd read the credits. You'd go like, oh, Pete Rock produced the B-side. I'm going to play that first. Or Primo. Well, Primo would usually have A. Well, Primo had A and B. That's maybe Prim not Yeah, Primo was an A-side producer. Come on. <clears throat> no, he had, some B he had some B-side joints, though, that people would put on there. Like, Jay-Z, for one, had some... Uh, oh, like a Timberland on the A-side and then Primo on the B-side. Well, you're saying it's the prime... Pri pri I can't even get the word out. Preliminary. Preliminary. <laughs> <laughs> One beer and I'm like... They're slurring. Slurring up the words, bro. Like some fucking... Anyway. Um, <laughs> Almost. Say, yeah, let's say that. We get cancelled, innit? Don't get cancelled. Beer up and van. You'd play the A-side first, wouldn't you? I think, yes, you and would. Because the thing is, if you're, if you're going to buy a tune or if you're looking for a tune, you're probably captivated by the A-side, aren't you? Yeah, that's why like, you bought it. That's the mm, main single. And yeah, then the flip yeah. is an album cut, or it used to be. This is We Know It, and oh, wow. A lot of the listeners uh, would know it as so. So the B-side is the underground joint, usually. The A-side is for the radio. The A-side is the big song. The B-side is the something creative, something different, something for the underground. I'm not going to lie, that was hard. He just had a stripper in the West Ham kit, just stripping off the West Ham shirt. That was hard. Um, if you want to know what we're talking about, we've like basically cows put on like is it GRM Daily in yeah. the background? So we're just watching all these 
gully, grimy, high quality. Like the video quality is amazing. And we got this rapper called Morris. Morris, is it Morris? I don't want to. I don't it. know who this guy is. Looks like. But he's you a... never heard of this guy, bro. He's no, sick. No, he looks like he's a right back for West Ham, bro. Bruv, he's from East Ham, bro. He is a top shotter into this, and he's basically got a new rap video, and it is got loads of goons, but he's got some girls in a West Ham shirt and some bikinis, and that's why Cal and I are losing our sort of concentration. That was a hard shot. Still, that one scene, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. just for that. They yeah. smashed it. Um, see, East Ham, 58 bus. Anyway, he's a, he's a good, he's a decent rapper as well, but he's really about it. And um, he loves West Ham. So fair play to any rapper that likes West Ham because you have to support West Ham through sort of where you're from and family. You don't really, it's not a team that you're going to support through the glory days, is it? Big up all my hammers. <laughs> oh, big up Leighton Orient. Let's talk about Leighton Orient. Oh, I was going to talk about Jay-Z. Let's talk about Leighton Orient first because I just spoke about West Ham. But yeah, big shout out to Leighton Orient, E10, my hometown. Come on. Not my team, really, because I support Arsenal and season tickets and all of that. Traitor. Thanks, Rick, for sorting that out. Wait, what do you mean, traitor? <laughs> Shut up, man. But, support your hometown club. Yeah, now now they got promoted to the second division. Oh, <laughs> now you, you glory. Glo- I went to Wembley when they flipping <laughs> a few years ago, man. I've been, come on. I paid my dues. I paid my debts to the E E10 streets, the Leighton streets, gang gang. No, not really. Gang, I'm, not, gang, gang. I'm not really gang gang. I don't have no, no part but, of that but, gang but culture in Leighton. Definitely and... shout out to the old. I remember when they were getting sold for one pound and now they're winning the one flipping pound league. Fish. Man thought they were gonna get really Yeah, he was in East Time Market, wasn't he? Yeah, and then one he got de- fish, then man. he got deported, didn't he? Because he's <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't laugh. But yeah, you got the open, I say. Oh, uh, Leighton Orient got promoted. Big up, I've got a good friend, one of uh, my best friends, Alan. Wait, you don't want no more of this Scottish thing now? No, you have it, man. It's calm. I bought it for you. Look, I've had enough Scottish alcohol in the last few weeks. There's one thing the Scots like to do, and that is drink. And the pubs we went to, every day we went to a different pub or <clears throat> every other day, and we had Really nice ales, IPAs, mm. some nice stouts. I didn't touch any whiskey though, which is the thing. I'm not really. Oh big... come on! No, I'm not really a big whiskey drinker. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like I won't even pretend to be the like home oh. of Scotch whiskey. I would have definitely had to have a glass or two. I wouldn't even pretend to be like, yeah, this is a a nice this or a nice that type of whiskey. Mm. I don't even okay. have the palate, so I left it. And also, yeah, I just have a nice pint or whatever. So I was drinking every day. So I bought that for you, man, to enjoy. Thank you, man. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying. Scottish, I'm you know, you be the uh, Ali McCoy. Oh, you didn't come with a one-two. Maybe you should come with a Scottish one-two. These men got a designer kettle in the Philippines. Do you want to come with a, <laughs> a Scottish one-two? I just saw a designer kettle in the music video. I'm done. Man's glamorising kettles now in music videos. <laughs> but you know a kettle's a watch as well, and they've got some nice watches. Okay. I think the video you're watching now is the Smoke Boys. It used to be called Section Boys. I've got to let listeners know, because even when in the past when we've watched football... And we've been talking. They've been like, what the fuck are you not talking about? But Oh, is this Section Boys rebanded? Oh, shit, the beer. Is it exactly the same guys? Yeah, but they had to change their name. Oh. Because they called, um, I think someone took the name, one of their friends or colleagues used the name and copyrighted, just bumped them basically. So they've had to rebrand oh, it as Smoke Boys. I never did uh, get into their music, so I couldn't tell you what they look like, who they are. No, they are decent. But no, they were big. They were huge. They are decent. There's one guy who's like the best rapper, like the guy with the plats. I... I, I Fuck with him just because his wordplay is a bit different. Okay. Um, I think they were the the birth of this sort of trap drill. No, they're not. I wouldn't class them as drill, really. Okay. But and then came six seven, and then came Harlem Spartans, and all these other rappers that I know too much about, but don't really listen to the music because don't really cater to me. You get me. Okay. Uh, 
Big Up Late in Orient. And I was been talking about Jay-Z, B-Sides. Yeah, so Jay-Z had a concert of just B-Sides yeah. at Webster Hall, sorry. Uh, and he just absolutely tore it down. And he brought out Nas and they he performed, Nas performed Who's Well. Um, oh, was that where he brought Nas out, right? Yeah, and he brought out Nas. That's legendary. It is legendary considering their sort of previous history of, mm. of, of musical beef and yeah. not, you know, go, going at each other and being arguably the two best, the great, two greatest rappers of all time. Yeah. <clears throat> it's easily to argue one or the other. Arguably. Um, and he did, Nas did The World Is Yours. Whose world is I this? I sit the darn pee watching Gandhi till I'm charged Jeez. writing in my book of rhymes. Yeah, and then, but then it went into the band played Dead Presidents and flipped the song. Yeah, but I think Jay performed the lyrics off Dead Presidents 2 maybe over the remix or, and then it flipped in and out. Uh, and that was dope. And the band they used was a band that Nipsey Hussle used uh, in the past. Um, That's, that is interesting. That's interesting running or so I've got to check the rule. The real name. And he brought out Cameron, Cameron from New York City. Killer. So yeah, it was, it was, it's good. So that was really worth checking out. Just interesting. Just wanted to get your view on the B-sides and, and Jay-Z and stuff. Yeah. You, I was trying to think to myself, like, have I ever copped a record where I wanted the B-side more than A-side? And yeah, I was thinking like. Definitely. I think you would have. I would. I, was, I have. I know. Yeah. You would've. Definitely. Man. I was thinking recently, I actually downloaded the UN album again. I don't know why the, the, the idea just came to my head. The Pete Rocks for one of the songs. Yeah, and so I copped it. I downloaded it. I've already got the vinyl in it, but I downloaded the digital thing, listening to it, and then I remembered when I bought the single for DOA, mm. I flipped it, and I think it was Russian Hatware was the B side. Okay, and when I listened to that. I wanted the B side more than the A side. Yeah, sometimes I, I was like, yeah. "This is nuts." This is. I was like, "Yo, I'm copying this." The B side, but can. Yeah, and I think the guy in the record shop said that's not going to be on the album. So that's the reason I bought the single because it was because I was like, when the album comes out, I'm going to get the album. The only reason I'm getting the single is for the B side. Yeah, so I think you're right, hundred percent right. Because it could be through like clearance, or they're just trying to do something new and experimental. So the B side is, is different. So I yeah I really enjoyed I I, I just think it's it's traditionally sorry to cut you man I'm just gonna say I think it's traditionally the A side is is a commercial record isn't it, it is, yeah 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 it's a commercial it's a recording made to make money made to sell so the artist might not even like it they're just making something to make money but what the artist really likes is what it, it doesn't matter if it makes money or not. Yeah, the B-side is the creative side, side of the un, for the underground heads. Yeah. Yeah. It's just whatever they really wanted to put on you the know, record. When I go home later, I'm not going, I'm not staying at, at my house tonight, but when I go home, I'm definitely going to go and look at the records and just pick out some B-sides. And even just, I can't wait to set up. You know what? Yeah, I can't on a real one. I can't wait to when we buy like a bigger house and have a spare room and just put my music in there, my decks or my deck, my turntable and just play and maybe have half an hour of just playing B-sides as like, you know, because you can't do a B side on Spotify. You can't do that on Apple Music, and it don't have that same effect. You but could do a Spotify playlist or B sides if you wanted to. Yeah, you have to research. It don't. It's well, it's the new digital equivalent of of reg, of record digging and going through everything. So that whole feeling of where we and many of our listeners would go to the record shop and bend down, you know, kneel down and flick through the records and looking in the little bargain bin or go to the hip hop section and go through the beast and look at the records and look at who produced the b-side or what flipped it and think oh i'm gonna get this this is a gem and no one knows about it and when you're doing it on spotify and all that it's a bit it's not as fun for me 
You have to get down into a record shop, man, and that physically touch these records. Yeah, I do. That's I, the proper. I can't go past the record experience. shop without going in it. But and for even a lot my of people, wife will, will test to this, and she yeah. waits. And when you when you go shopping with women, you know what is a killer as well. Yeah, when mm. you go shopping with women, whether it's clothes shopping for us or record shopping for us, when we go with them, we're just patient and we just do our thing and we watch them and we support them and we give our little bit of advice, whatever. We're on our phone or. You know, you might be like eyeing up whoever, you know what I mean? Just eyeing up, eyeing up, style. Up, yeah, or eyeing up whoever's, <laughs> you're just like passing the time, window shopping, whatever. But then, oh, hello, cheeky. And then, um, but when they go shopping with us and they're waiting for us, they sit and stand with a face on them. It's just like, fucking hell. Like you're almost forced to hurry up through the shopping process to get out that get out of the, the shop because of the way they're carrying on. It's just like... That's why I'd rather go shopping on my own or digging on my own. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know if you've ever found that. Or have you ever gone shopping like with a female or even record shop? Or, like, if you've gone past the shop, I'd just be two minutes, let me pop in there. And it's just like, you're made to feel like, oh, hurry up, this yeah. is boring and long. I mean, females love shopping. It's something that they really love to do. Not all women. We're so, not stereotyping, but... Yeah, no, I'd say in general, I'd, I think it's quite safe and not even controversial to say that females love shopping. Like recently, I was out with a chick and... She was killing me, man. Like, like ages just shopping. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and chill. I'll be downstairs. Just holler at me when you That's done. what I'm saying. You're doing something else. But when they come shopping with us, they're like in the corner, arms crossed, coming in, like hurry up or whatever. And Or you might like something. You might pull out a top and you mean like, oh, this is, this is really nice. This is me. And then they'd be like, no, I don't like it. And then, and then your whole confidence is like shattered. And you're like, oh. and <laughs> I just killed yeah, the I dream. I didn't want it anyway. <laughs> you just visualised the whole outfit. Yeah, I'm going to wear this to an award show. I'm going to shut the whole I'm thing gonna down. I'm going to look absolutely beautiful. And <laughs> girls are going to be talking to me. And man, they will be like, yo, where'd you get that? It's going to go viral. Everyone's going to be resharing the picture. And they go, oh, best dressed man of 2019. <laughs> and then you Finally, the I'm going to make it into GQ. And then, and then you saw you saw your girl and you they'd be like, nice shit, I don't like it. And you're like, oh, oh. put it back. I didn't want it anyway. <laughs> but it's on sale though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, that was my rant for the day. That's my wedding rant. I don't really have any married life rant. We're quite happy in life. I think I'm happy. I'm, you're happy. We're quite positive people, wouldn't you agree? No, I still want everyone to die now. I'm joking. Oh wow. Um, I wouldn't say I'm as happy as I could be. I could be happier. So I am in pursuit of happiness. That is literally my whole existence right now is in pursuit of happiness. Everything I do is in pursuit of happiness. That's like the film. Talking about being in pursuit of happiness. Or was you going to raise the issue before I move on? Segway. No. No, no. no, no I'm the Segway king. Go on, get, get in with the Segway. Look, well, we got, we got, pursuit we got. of happiness. What's the worst thing about the London underground? This, the For rats... You? For you, the worst thing in the underground is the rats. No, the the congestion. Feeling like a sardine squeezed up in a can when I get on the pack train. Um, so recently there was um, a poll for this Roundel Ramblings group or whatever it was. This spoke about the most annoying things of London Underground and the most annoying was barging onto the train without waiting for passengers to get off at 33... Almost a third. Well, over just over a third. That's pretty damn annoying. Yeah, but that's never really happened to me. It happens all the time. You, maybe you're not commuting enough. I don't commute at all. There you go. Well, a quick drive, but... 
I'd say the worst thing on the underground is there's no aircon. I, I think there's it's... no aircon and air, and it's just everyone's just stiff and stinks sometimes, and it's just can't move. I think it's non-Londoners that are barging on the train because everybody from London knows. I don't think you're supposed to let people off the train first, other way around, before you get on, other way around. Northerners and people from like north of England, London and the Midlands or whatever, a lot more friendlier and polite and will let you off. Londoners and people are just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just getting on or just knocking past people. And I found Londoners are just a screw, like Dave said, screw face capital. We're the biggest arseholes, bruv. Londoners. Can- I mean, we uh, we are a bit bougie. We think a lot of ourselves, but no, we, are still, the- we are still British. We are still polite and courteous. We will still offer our seat to an elderly person or a disabled person or a fake pregnant woman with the little baby on board badge. No, oh, no, I'm only joking, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. do you think women do that? Nah, oh, no one's that heartless. Some people are. Some people, man, I wouldn't put anything. Do you know it'd be jokes if a man had it, baby on board? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get that. I've got a baby on board badge in it. You got to give up the seat, and then bro. You got, and you got the beer belly. Yeah. Well, hopefully not soon because I've been smashing football and all that. But yeah, you played football earlier, right? Yeah, and I played Tuesday. I don't know, right? It was alright. Get any goals today? Uh oh, I had a horrible penalty that I missed. It was only six oh. or so, but I played alright. Today I played more in the sitting role in front of the goalie, just to offer a bit of balance. Can't they? Yeah, can't. Did, did, can't, can't. Can't be in the word. <laughs> can't be in the word, not Kante. <laughs> can't take his brother. He's <laughs> whack brother. Oh, man. <laughs> did you try and channel him? Like, like do you, I know sometimes you say when you play football, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm going to be Burkamp today. Yeah, definitely, or definitely. Be... No, today I was trying to be like just maybe Declan Rice or something, just a solid midfielder. Okay, okay. But on Tuesday when I was playing, I was like, Ian Wright. I brought it back. The goal, I was right on the shoulder, bang, whipping. Running them down. And then Ozil, I was giving them Ozil Madrid. I was saying Ozil Madrid, not Ozil Arsenal because he's dead, but Ozil, not dead in real life, obviously, listeners. He's, still, like, al- he's still alive. But Ozil Madrid, not Ozil Arsenal. Mm. So Ozil from Madrid. <coughs> I honestly, I, I only think he looked so much better at Madrid. Because he was world-class players. Exactly. He had, he had Modric and Ronaldo and... Benzema and... Wow. Who wouldn't look good with that lot? Iwobi would look like a star with nah, that. No, Iwobi wouldn't look good with nobody, bruv. bruv. Think about it like this. Even yeah. though I rate like Alex Iwobi. Think Iwobi. about it like this. His yeah. end product is shocking. Think about it like this. When Iwobi whips across a, across the face of the six-yard box and nobody gets on the end of it, mm. at Madrid, someone would have got on the end of it and that would be an assist to Iwobi. Also, the Spanish league ain't the, ain't the English Prem, so you get away with more. It's not, it's other not, players will just make you look better. It's not as it's not as challenging. It's not Bruv, as hard. Ashley Cole would probably just pay a square ball to Pires. Pires would beat a man, do some magic, and then bang one in. Oh, Ashley Cole gets an assist. But Ashley Cole didn't do anything. Just played a square ball nah, to a fucking Ashley world Cole's class player. Of, in, Ashley Cole's been one of England's and Arsenal's greatest ever fullbacks. And yeah, players, but man. I'm saying, but like, he's done more than just a square ball to Pires. Come on, I, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just saying, the team he played in is a lot different to the team that Kieran Gibbs played in. Because if Kieran Gibbs does a square ball to fucking... Wait, who's in front of Gibbs? If Kieran Gibbs played a square ball, it's turning into a fucking triangle or a fucking rectangle or something. <laughs> now, Gibbs is all right, bro. He's, he's from the bits as well. I swear he's like, he's, he's bitsish as well. Yeah, he? man, London lad. But now, nah, if he played a square ball, it was probably going to... Um, um, who was that midfielder? Gilberto. Was, was he playing with Gilberto? Maybe towards the end of Gilberto's career when Gibbs was coming through. Yeah. Um and well Arshavin 
Arshavin was good though. Arshavin was legendary. Arshavin was good. Um, but yeah, this London Underground thing as well, like also the most annoying. What's what's more annoying, yeah, Cal? People standing on the left side of the elevator as you're going up it or people not getting their Oyster card out in time as you go to the barrier? One more time, I was a bit too busy sipping my Scottish beer. Um, people standing on the left side of the escalator as you go up in a rush or just going up. Or Is people- that annoying? Oh, I'm asking you, or taking out their Oyster card in time to put it through the barriers and like just searching around and just taking out time. I'm the guy that's taking 10 hours to pull his bloody Oyster card out before really? he taps it on the thing. No, because sometimes this You rookie, I thought you would have had it out like ready just as soon as you come up the escalator, just whip it out, just ready. Just like a little... That, like, it depends, because you know, sometimes you're on your phone and there's a bit of a queue of people so you're on your phone checking something and then you're just waiting you know you're slowly getting to the front and then by the time you get to the front you put your phone away and then you have to put your hand in your pocket and then pull that thing and no, you're the reason there's a delay or sometimes it's in a bag and then i just kind of tint off to the side and i let because i'm british so i'm polite and i'm aware of other people around me so i'll just tint off to the side and make sure i'm not in anybody's way and then put my hand in my bag and sort myself out. And then you think, and shit, then I've left it at home. But, no, but some people will be standing at the flipping turnstile, queuing people behind them, and they're all fiddling around. It is annoying still. There's loads of things that are annoying in life, not just on the tube. It is, it is. We just need to learn tolerance and to be uh, aware of each other. Accepting. Give, give, give respect, get respect. You know what I mean? Give respect, get respect. Okay, okay. Yeah, moving on. All right. That's interesting. Um, have we got anything else to talk about? I don't know. We've done about an hour or so, innit? We were fun. <sighs> I want to talk about that booty. I wanted to talk about this Casta Semenya woman, the uh, athlete with the... This model is pain. With the testosterone in her body, but I don't know what you thought about this. Or Who? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's an interesting story, man. So she had... Um, I'm trying to open up the link. But basically, Casta Semenya, the Olympic 800-meter champion, loses appeal against the IAAF <laughs> for the amount of testosterone. I'm not even watching the video because it's a distraction. These sexy girls and these fucking little rat-looking breeders rapping. Wow. Brother, I'm not looking, man. Brother, I don't want to look. Carry on, carry on. I'm carry trying on, to be professional. Excuse I'm, I'm, me. I'm a carry married on, man. Carry on, carry on, look, carry on. I don't want to be, you know, in the eyes of God. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. In the eyes of God. In the eyes of Jesus. Joking. I'm joking, man. Um, I'm a good boy. Yeah, so this woman loses her appeal. So basically, have you seen this runner? you seen her? And she has an, a ridiculous amount. She has a high testosterone uh, count in her body. And she's, she has DSD, uh, which is a, a hormone genes and reproductive organs. Uh, can be a mix of male and female characteristics. But what does DSD stand for? It stands for... Yo, you tested me now. I should know it. It's done professional. Where is it? I had it and then you put your big finger on my phone and moved it. Where? Differences. I can't even see it. Differences of sex development. Oh, sorry. Wow. So. Which is, I think is an interesting concept. Differences of sex development. So do you think she should be... I've never heard of this concept before. She is an absolute... She's a big girl. Let's just put it that way. Mm. And if you saw her, you'd think... Okay, you're like a bloke. Or blo- it's hard to say it without sounding too offensive. What's her name? Uh, Casta Semenya. All right, let me Google this. Casta Semenya. Sounds Spanish. No, she's... um. Where in Af- oh, she's South African. 
she's an amazing runner, but she just happens to have a, a um, high amount of testosterone in her body, which then means she's absolutely she's able to absolutely beast everyone when running. I don't think she looks that butch. Show me. Bruv, compared to the other she women. She looks like an athletic woman to Yeah, me. she does look like an athletic woman. And athletic women are sexy. To be fair, she looks a bit butch in that picture. Wow. When she's, wearing, she's wearing a blazer. Would you? Shoulders are looking... No. Nah, she, look, she looks like a doorman there, bruv. <clears throat> <laughs> Your name's not Dan. You're not coming in. <laughs> I said she looks like a doorman. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing the black suit she's got the black gloves on in it the black fucking turtleneck in it she looks <laughs> oh shit oh it's so hot in here I'm dying bruv I'm like sweating in my pink hoodie Um. anyway I feel a bit sorry for her because it's it's not her fault she's born this way and she's a great athlete so I don't think she should be you know I think she should be able to run personally even though she's beasting everyone on the track and field. My objection is those men who have sex changes and then end up doing boxing, MMA, wrestling or basketball, anything like that. Like those transgender people should definitely not be doing sport. They should understand that. They're... Like sport with this other gender. Like I don't mean sport at yeah. all because I'm a big advocate for sport, obviously. But if you're a man and you've had the changes and that's we support that 100% beer rep and banner yeah big up however when you're competing with other women and you're getting them in headlocks or you're beating them up or you're scoring 30 40 points on the miles of the field that shouldn't be allowed that is a par I think boxing. they should understand that it's a contentious thing that they're doing now they're doing something that is controversial because, you know, if you're going to be all trying to play all innocent and say, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Why I don't understand why they don't accept me. It's like, because, come on, man, everyone was born a woman and they're running in a woman's race. Everyone was born a man and they're running in a man's race. And so this woman was born a woman and she just has a lot of testosterone and she's just she's just yeah. dominating the field. Different scenario, isn't it? But to, to support the transgender people, I think what we should do is we should develop a transgender lane. Yeah. We should have um, you know, trans trans man athletics, trans woman athletics. Did you see that story where there was like a hundred percent where there was like um a woman that became a transgender man mm -hmm. and then was in some kind of a, a fight, I think it was like uh mixed martial arts or boxing or something. It was some kind of fight and then knocked the dude out. Fucking hell, bruv. Yeah, but there are women there are there are women now. Natural women who could knock us out easily. I mean, back there's in, MMA fighters and boxers that were bang us Back in school, in. there was a couple nah. of girls that could have knocked us out. <laughs> All right, college as well. There's a couple of like Goonie Tottenham girls or we used to, Hackney we used, girls. We used to call them a geezer bird back in the day, didn't we? Yeah, that's a problematic term as well. Is bro. it? Why is that problematic? <laughs> Explain. Is that, does that, is that classed as bullying? A geezer bird. Oh. You know what that means, right? Yeah, of course I do. Geezer bird. Geezer. Bird that looks like a geezer. Yeah, so it's, it could be problematic, but there are women now, sex, sexy, natural women who can throw those hands and beat people up. Mm. I know that, 100%. I used to go kickboxing in Leightonstone and there was one chick, there, Eastern European chick, short, and she was like, do, 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 ba, 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 ba. I was like, rah, you are like, you will give me one kick to my leg and I'll be like, nah, it's all right, it's safe, I don't want to. 
I don't want to fight. You shouldn't hit women anyway. Well, you see, this is the thing. If it never, is, never hit a woman. If it is... Just um, get him in the headlock. If it is, no, a, joking, geez, no, if it is a geezer bird, yeah. And she could probably fuck you up. What, what, would that be okay to punch her in her face? This is the question. Is it is, in that scenario? So is if it's it a right geezer bird, so if it's a, a very masculine female, yeah, who's throwing them hands, who's like, pat, 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 pat. She's on this DSD differences of sex disorder thing. <laughs> she's got mad high levels of testosterone. Just giving you the, just giving you the beat down, bro. She's probably more athletic than you are. All right, mate. Shoulders is looking crazy. Yeah, she's benching. Looking them. like she's benching 100 she's kg. Lifting man up easy. What? <laughs> Do you think then it's all right to, to punch a girl in her face? Well, if she's starting it with you, sometimes, you know, like conflict resolution wise, yeah? Imagine. Sometimes you have to, to be proactive instead of being reactive, innit? Like, instead of like getting banged in your face and then having to put a plaster on and, and put some ice on your nose. Bang her in the face and then you won't have to flipping, you know what I mean? Who had that lyric? Bang man in the face. Was it Jamie? Do you know what I've noticed about on the slide about all these Graham Daly videos? They all look the fucking same. Not, yeah. not one of them. Yeah. I know we're going on a bit of a side run, but not one of them looked original enough to be like, and big up Skillet as well, because we were talking about music videos as well. Mm. Not one of these videos, and we must have watched about 30 videos in it. It's been on this whole time. It's been on the whole episode, listeners, yeah, in the background, just because whatever. Um, and everyone has been like, a guy standing in the camera, beautiful girls, Chains, watches, balaclavas, masks, gloves, nice cars. It's just like... Okay. You know what I think it is? Because they've got a record label, haven't they? And before they started their label... Grand, yeah, but these aren't all their videos. Though. Yeah, but before they started their label, they had a very big um, platform, let's call it. And it's, it's edited, it's curated. It's, you know, not anybody and everybody can submit a video... And have it approved on our platform. It, excuse me. It Whoa. has to be. It has to be a certain way. Burpees, and I think man. there's there's somebody controlling that. There's somebody that's saying we're only going to accept videos that look a certain way. Yeah. And I think it was the same with MTV Base back in the day, and it was the same with Channel U, and now it's the same with Graham Daily. They have their you know what they want, what they look for, and a lot of things will get brushed to the side. That I'm pretty sure there's some artistic, really like dope conceptual looking videos out there that, you know, Grand Daily won't look at that because they're thinking it's not for our target audience. That's a shame. It is a shame. And but, but they're also all rap videos. They all look like rap trap videos. Other than that, Izzy Gibbs, which is a bit grime. I think he's grime, but um, we could do both really because he's a, he's a great MC, but... It's all political, man. It's... um. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Maybe they're just, uh, some people out there are just a bit unlucky. I love the same, my brother, my brother. Luck, you create your own luck. We spoke about this. I believe that you create your own luck. And you had a very interesting article that you wanted to speak on because... We were talking about how Cal had come up with great footballers for the last few episodes and he mentioned Balotelli on episode 45. Um, and I was like, 46, I can't find it. And like you were, he, he said he was lucky to find the numbers. And I was like, no, nah, you create your own luck in life. You create your own opportunity. You create, your own, you create this positive energy which then feeds onto other people nearby or brings them into your stratosphere, as it were. Hmm. And, you know, to support English's theory, 
Um, I did a quick Google and I actually found a, a scholarly article here from a professor, um, Richard Wiseman. Mm, is he a wise man? Wise man I by think name. he's a wise man. A wise man by name, wise man by nature. There's no luck involved in his name. I like it. <laughs> so he, the, the uh, article here is called The Luck Factor. Um, it was published in the Skeptical Inquirer by the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. Mm. Ooh, sounds spooky, right? X-Factor. X-Factor, um, X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> X-Files. So what he's done, Mulder and bling, Scully. Bling. So what he's done is he's done a 10-year scientific study into the nature of luck. And what this study has revealed is to a large extent, people make their own good or bad fortune. The results also show that it is possible to enhance the amount of luck that someone encounters in their lives. Mm. Imagine that it's possible to enhance the amount of luck that you encounter in your life, right? Yeah, go on. Um, so, Professor Wiseman continues. He says, superstition comes from a time when people thought that luck was a strange force that could only be controlled by magical rituals and bizarre behaviours. But it's not. Lucky people generate their own good fortune via four basic principles. They're skilled at creating and noticing chance opportunities. They make lucky decisions... By listening to their intuition, they create self-fulfilling prophecies via positive expectations and they adopt a resilient attitude that transforms bad luck into good. Bang. I think we probably both live by those four basic principles. We're skilled at creating and noticing opportunities. Yeah. Like if we see someone, um, like we hear some music and we think, wow, this is an opportunity to talk about some dope music on our podcast. Mm. Is that luck? Are we lucky? No, you create your... skilled at creating that. Yeah, you create your chances. You create your chances and you put yourself in these positions, whether financially or emotionally, and then good things will come of it. Mm. Like you've... And also I believe like everything's in its day. Like when it's ready, when the stars are aligned, these things will happen to you. So... Yeah. We create prophecies by... Um, self-fulfilling prophecies by having a, a positive expectation. Like when I say, listen, Arsenal are going to win the Europa League. I say, you must be joking. If they win the Europa League, that is a self-fulfilled prophecy that I've created with my <clears throat> positive expectation. Are you taking all the credit? Give all the credit to God. Like, don't give that to me. Yeah. Or Una Emery. Don't it look like Una Emery? It always looks like someone's done a fart around him. He's got that face. He's like, someone's just... He just wants to explain. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to... And, but but to, also, like, the negative people, people that are constantly negative and saying negative things, nothing, no luck. They say, oh, it's always me. Oh, this happened, this happened. It's like, because you're creating that energy and you're not, you're not welcoming any positivity into your life hmm. to welcome the good shit. It's true. Like, holding on to bad... Luck prevents you from getting good luck. Mm. Thinking in a negative way prevents good things from happening to you because you're attracting more negative things to you by saying, oh man, I'm an unlucky person. I used to be that way. I used to say to myself, man, I'm an unlucky person. Bad things happen to me. 
But the second I started reading two, two books mm. and I started thinking, all right, then let me try and say I'm a lucky person and good things happen to me. Mm. Look at all of the good things that have happened to me in the last few years of my life. You concentrate on the positives. All I'm thinking about is positive energy. I've cut all the negative people out of my life. And it's all positive, 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 positive. And this is why things have improved for me. I, I agree, man. It's well, just that simple, fam. It, like, uh, to wrap this up, like professor, the professor goes on to say, after 10 years of scientific research, his work has revealed a radical new way of looking at luck and the vital role that it plays in our lives. It demonstrates that much of the good and bad fortune we encounter is as a result of our thoughts and behavior. Yeah. More important, it represents the potential for change and it's produced that most elusive of holy grails, an effective way of increasing the luck people experience in their daily lives. And the project has also demonstrated how skepticism can play a positive role in people's lives. And this research isn't simply about debunking superstitious thinking and behavior. It's about en encouraging people to move away from a magical way of thinking and towards a more rational view of luck. Perhaps most important of all, it's about using science and skepticism to increase the levels of luck, happiness and success in people's lives. So that is Professor Richard Wiseman. He's a psychologist at the University of Hertfordshire. Um, and, you know, this article is based on a book that he wrote called The Luck Factor. So you can go and get that book. You can go and read this article um, with the same name as the book, The Luck Factor. And, you know, or you could just do your Googles on luck. You know, I think it's a very interesting concept. Yeah. And, and some so, people will swear to you, oh, you know, he just lucky. That's why he's successful. No, you create your own luck. Look at all the, you know, all the successful people have worked hard. And yeah, things have happened to them on the way that has might have been lucky here or there. But that's because they've put themselves in those positions or they've created those chances. Like I've had lucky things happen to me loads of times. Mm. Like dealing with like maybe car accidents, bike accidents, dealing with the police, dealing with other like groups of people, sticky situations. Mm. You know, you catch a squeeze, as we say in East London. Like, catch a squeeze, I heard that in a while. Yeah, you caught a squeeze. Um, someone we want to wish luck to as well. We want to big up the Big Nasty and Mo Gilligan for their uh, BAFTA nomination. Yeah, but, I know but, but, BAFTA Television 2019 come on. nominations, which is soon. And they're up against some some big people. So mm. big up the Big Nasty Show. I wasn't a fan to begin with. I actually think it's... it's First season, it's I It's a bit cringe. Uh, it's got better. I think it's got better, definitely. First season, it was like some fucking dancing for the TV program type bullshit. I, I, but it's got better. It's definitely got, you know, in, in parts... I saw one where Rio Ferdinand was on there. Yeah, that was good. He walked off as a banter thing, but... It, it was kind of funny, but it was a bit chaotic and it was a bit cringe. It was a, it was a little bit cringe, man. Yeah. But it's still funny and it's still like, they're still exposing black culture to the masses. Mm, so that's a positive. There's a lot of people watching that show that, you know, all they do is watch TV and, you know, read newspapers, listen to the news, watch movies. Yeah. Then maybe they don't really associate with black people too much so maybe so they're starting to see that okay some of these black people they're not just criminals and all in london all the knife crime they're not all just out there stabbing people they actually like to have a laugh they're, so, they're just good-natured people so don't you think there's a responsibility of the program then to put out quality content that isn't always showing uh black people as sort of like 
doing fuckery, stupidness, or looking like clowns. You see, they're saying <laughs> stupid things. Like I think in the first season, I watched some episodes, some things. And it was really like, oh, that's cringe, that's dumb. Like, and then what? Like, but everyone's laughing and like, blah blah blah. So it's good that Big Nasty, an amazing MC, and I've been following him since like 2003, 2004. Dice recordings and NAA and all that. And Mo is Mo is the guy in it. He's like the captain of the show. He's the he's the talent. Like yeah. his comedy is gone. Like he's phenomenally talented, and the writers. Concepts are good. Big nasty is big nasty, and that's what that's why they love him in it because he's stayed true. Mm. But early on, it's just a bit like, oh, it's a bit. It's, I don't know. I just, just wasn't feeling. To be it. fair, I, w- I want to comment. It has got better, so yeah, I, big them up. I, I want to comment. Oh, most definitely. But I want to mm. comment on that thing where you said about the responsibility. Yeah. Um, to kind of promote black culture in a positive way. Yeah. And I think that is a general responsibility of all black people. Mm. You know, there's some black people out there who act like, you know, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm not going to... Nah, man, we're all involved in this shit. All of us have to play our part yeah. to raise awareness <clears throat> of the fuckery that goes on and also to raise awareness to the fact that, you know, we are just normal, like, regular people. Like, people... We are actually demonised in the media, right? Whether we like it or not, we're demonised and we all have to do our part to show people that not everybody is out here stabbing someone. Yeah. I mean, that's actually the minority. There's so many different types of black people. Yeah. And we have to show people that. So for a comedy show, I don't think necessarily they have a responsibility to do anything other than to be funny. Do you think they're funny? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, All the time. You literally just said that Moda Comedian is... Like yeah, a but he, super no, he's, talent is yeah, he's funny. genius behind the show. Yeah, he now he is funny. But do you think the he's show got his own he, show as well? Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. But we wish them success. But do you think the show was funny every episode throughout? Like do you, or do you think there's things that were a bit like, oh, it's a bit cringe or a bit dumb? Like I say, I don't really watch the show. I don't really watch any live TV, to be honest with you. Mm. Um but um I, I did see that one episode with um, Rio Ferdinand. But you were just saying that was a bit... And I thought it was a bit cringe. Yeah, okay, it's fair enough. I thought it was a bit cringe. Yeah. But it was funny. It was still funny. But, but they have an obligation to be funny, but also to show uh, people in a in a positive light, which they do at times, I suppose. But we just wish them luck. Listen, them man, the I'm glad that they're on there. And, and I just wish more power and more success to them. Keep doing what they're doing, man. Maybe we'll be they're, there one day. TV program. They're winning awards, B. They went no, up against a league of their own... Yeah. And would I lie to you? The, the last, last leg. leg. The, well, the last leg is hilarious, man. So, yeah, but these men are these. They're up there. No, they're, they're up there, man. Yo, they'll do it. They'll do it. Hopefully, they'll do it. We'll put the positive, put the positive uh, energy out there, and it won't be. It won't be luck. Excuse me. We'll be doing it. Um, what are you saying, boy? I'm saying if they're winning best comedy entertainment program, maybe we can win best comedy entertainment podcast. I think the work we're putting in has been has been incredibly positive. And there we're there, man. We just keep how many other podcasts you know we're putting in this work with quality after quality after quality. Bruv, we're about to self-prophesize this shit, man. Put it in the air. We're gonna win the best comedy entertainment podcast, man. We need some type of podcast award and that will certify. We'll the just bit. make our own podcast award and just go to <laughs> it, innit? Just do what do do what Graham Daly used to do and just make their own award ceremony and like all your friends and man them just come to it. <laughs> Anyway, get your the, mum to present you. Yeah, award, hey, my mum would be sh- sick, bro. You know, you met my mum, innit? Yeah, my mum don't ramp. You'd be fucking sick, mate. Anyway, this is a. Uh... 
Beer Rap and Banner, episode 46. May the fourth be with you. Yeah. Star Wars, all of that. R.I.P. John Singleton. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Peter Mayhew. Chewbacca. Make sure you check out your B-sides or your records. Check them out. Make sure you go check out um, Casta Semenya. Who? The runner, man. The oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, I was almost used the, that incorrect term. Geezer bird. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but... I just said it for you. Or maybe we're just too unpolitically correct to win any awards, man. Maybe. Who cares? We create our own lane. We're kicking down doors. Boom. This putting, is it. Putting bodies in floors. And our award... Not real bodies. Will be a financial re- award. Jeez. Financial reward is the best hey, award. Hey, shake on that. It's Beer Rap and Banner. Boom. At Beer Rap Bants. I'm English. I'm Cal. Peace. Spider me like a hundred times. Oh man, I'm so hot, bro. Fuck it all. Pause. You're not hot at all, bro. Not hot at all, bro. Butters, fam. Oh. Uh. <laughs>